fulfilling the promise of e-procurement reforms in Africa. This and more in this episode. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC. INM Bank Rwanda, we are on your side. Public procurement, especially manual pepper-based public procurement, has a reputation for inefficiency, corruption and waste. It is where money, power and discussion come together in government, making it government's number one corruption risk. Digitizing the entire procurement process through an electronic government procurement system, the EGP, holds the promise of transforming procurement to be more efficient, effective and accountable. In this episode, we look at the Open Contracting Partnership Report, fulfilling the promise of e-procurement reforms in Africa. Edwin Muhumuza, Head of Africa at the Open Contracting Partnership, talks about the importance an electronic government procurement system holds for the continent. We all know that governments uh, around the world spend about one in three dollars in public procurement. And most of this provides a good opportunity for uh, these governments to meet their development objectives uh, like uh, building roads, uh, hospitals, and health centers. We know that in many of these uh, places, uh, the public procurement systems have not necessarily met uh, the promise of these uh, objectives, largely because the current paper-based and largely manual system that are being used are not effective in providing the uh, kind of outcomes that facilitate these development outcomes. In fact, in many instances, uh, systems have been known for, and there's evidence to show that they've been responsible for largely uh, uh, the, uh, the opposite of these outcomes, uh, inefficiencies, uh, 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 maverick purchasing, uh, price uh, overruns, and things of that kind. So we therefore, uh, and many partners around Africa, decided to start on the process of uh, uh, automating their procurement systems, uh, largely uh, supported by some of the development partners, uh, particularly the World Bank and uh, the GIZ in, in some places. And uh, many countries have gone uh, through uh, this process and there are different stages of automating their procurement uh, systems. Some are already piloting, others are in inception stage. And of course, as we know, some have gone beyond uh, Joyas Uingine, Director General of Rwanda Procurement Authority, highlights the current challenges of the electronic government procurement system. The foundation for us was um, uh, the opportunities for Rwanda. Uh, Many the political will um, that was really um, aiming at eradicating uh, corruptive malpractices in terms of uh, public procurement and also ensuring that we build on ICT infrastructure to be able to deliver services efficiently and effectively. As you know, Rwanda has been ranked as a transparent government and also as a first in Africa as in terms of IT readiness. So uh, we've been able to implement an EGP system, which I believe is really successful because we've been able to cover the entire procurement cycle uh, from um, uh, planning up to contract execution uh, and closing. And for, for, for what are the challenges now we've been facing? I think majority of them, I can arrange them from uh, three key areas. The first being... Um, the requirement in terms of uh, satisfying the system um, 
uh, users uh, in the, um, the, the, the continuous demands for, for us to improve more. Uh, another challenge uh, is around the, the change management, and the third one is around the infrastructure maintenance. Uh, for the first uh, challenge in terms of uh, satisfying the system functionalities, it was more uh, on um, how do we are we able to adapt uh, the system to a changing environment in terms of uh, laws and regulations. Uh, when we built the system in 2015, which was launched in 2016, uh, we had a uh, regulatory environment of 2007. And later on in 2018, we had another law and also uh, later on a, a new ministerial order. And we were required also to change the standard building documents. As you can imagine, the whole system has to adapt to the new um, uh, regulatory environment, which is uh, somehow cumbersome and sometimes also become challenging to those using the system and um, really putting us a lot of pressure to, to ensure that we, we quickly adapt to that uh, change. Uh, another challenge was more related to how people really think uh, we are able to, to remove the, the human intervention in the system. Because some people believe uh, that, that some of the processes were, uh, for, for example, evaluation, where some center committees are able to intervene. Uh, uh, so people were asking, um, asking us, are you able really to fully automate the, the e-procurement in some processes so that we will really reduce the, the human intervention? Uh, we had other challenges related to adapting to, to other uh, processes like uh, development partners. Now we are in talks with the World Bank where we want to integrate with the STEP system. But again, you see, it's another process that we are going to embark and, and you know, other um, changes has also been uh, affecting the system, which for us is a challenge, but we believe it's also an opportunity. Henry Idogo, Managing Director of Edo State Public Procurement Agency, points to the opportunities adopting the electronic government procurement system holds. Uh, we believe that the less humans are involved, the more transparent that it will be. So we believe that uh, our AGP will address the issue of human intervention, human interference, which we believe is the root of corruption, of corrupt practices in any um, system. That is very key for us. As we digitize, get more of our MDAs to be on the EGP, we believe that a lot of corrupt practices will be eliminated. The other issue that we believe that the EGP will address, which we have presently, is that there is a difficulty in data mining in the manual system. You know, um, uh, track award, some information could be missing and people would want to progress. But the EGP system is such is structured in such a manner that if a field is not complete in the in the in the planning stage, you could be more comprehensive quality data, procurement data coming from the EGP system. And this is very key for transparency, for openness, and there are multi-users of this procurement data that will now have it to put into their own use for tracking government uh, progress and for providing a platform for citizens to so it's going to promote more inclusiveness in terms of uh, what we are doing. And we believe that EGP as a system, you, you know, human beings, we can be centimeter, we can break some kind of what we do as human on the basis of size of a company, on the basis of the gender, on the basis of any other factors, we should really have no place in, uh, in procurement. And so we believe that this issue or we will actually be addressed by the EGP system. For us, that will, be, will bring more competition 
We remove party by contractors and then the state will get value for money. There are a lot of delays in our present procurement processes. Somebody is not available. Somebody will deliberately uh, delay a file or even keep a file for some days. Or, you know, all of this uh, are taken up by the EGP system. There are administrative inefficiencies in our present system. Okay, just like the similar one that I just mentioned. EGP will take care of this kind of inefficiencies. Somebody not being um, um, on top of what he or she does. Uh, once we have been able to build capacity in every aspect from the, the complete cycle on procurement, we expect that EGP will take care of all of that. We also have problems in vendor profiling for lack of adequate information. Uh, in the EGP, if you don't complete a particular information as a vendor, you can't progress to a level where you can receive notices and you are in a, in a position to tender for any job. So these are very key, and it's just going to make procurement very better, seamless, and at the end of the day, the state will be better for it. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. Operations at Kenya Airways could be disrupted starting Wednesday as over 400 pilots commence their strike after talks with the management failed. The Kenya Airlines Pilots Association Kalpa Secretary General Captain Murithi Ngaya said the airline's management has turned a blind eye to their concern since mid-2020. Last week, the pilots lobby gave Kenya Airways 14 days to reinstate the Staff Provident Fund, which was withdrawn in July of 2020 as COVID-19 squeezed the airline's revenue. According to Kalpa, the airline owes its members at least 700 million Kenya shillings plus interest on the Provident Fund. The association said the act of the removal is a violation of the terms and conditions of service of its members and Clause 38A of the CBA in force between the association and Kenya Airways. Businesses are concerned about the rising digital attacks on the back of increased digitalization prompted by the COVID-19 pandemic. The concerns have built over the half-year period that ended in June this year. A report by cybersecurity provider Chant Micro notes that over 73% of the information technology managers in different business sectors are worried about the growing digital attack space globally. The attacking digital space is spiraling out of control and is constantly evolving, a concern that calls for the need to improve investment an understanding of the cyber attack landscape. This is according to the report. A number of threats detected and blocked globally as of June this year was at 63.7 billion, largely driven by uniform resource locator URL repetition queries, which recorded a total of 1.8 trillion. This is an increase compared to the same period last year when it recorded 1.6 trillion queries. South Africa's private sector credit increased by 9.74% year-on-year in September of 2022, topping market expectations of 8.15% and following a 7.86% growth a month earlier. This marked the 15th straight month of growth in the private sector credit and the steepest pace since December of 2015. In the meantime, expansion in the broadly defined M3 measure of money supply grew by 8.75% in September after an 8.15% gain in August. And a quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast, the Johannesburg Stock Exchange or Share Index was trading slightly higher, around 66,624 on Monday, mainly pushed up by solid gains in tech stocks. Industrials also advanced while financials were down. Optimism around the earnings season continued to support markets, while investors await Fed's monetary policy meeting later this week. Locally, Power Utility Eskom announced the resumption of power blackouts. 
Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website that is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial and you can find me at with a dome.